As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. The Fan. Noon radio down memory lane we go. The extra point is it? It's no good again. Get the hell out of here. Doug Bryan missed it to the left again, and the Vikings only lead by two. Come on. Yeah, but uh, but what about the postseason? Hell no. We're gonna go to playoffs next year. I'll tell you that right now. That's the voice of former Minnesota Vikings head coach Mike Tice, and um, and uh, one of my bestest when it comes to old school best school is uh, Mike, also an avid horse racing fan quarantining in the state of Washington and to learn more about uh, one of his many projects via Twitter at odds and end pod odds and end pod and uh, and Mike joins us now uh Mike off uh, off our last conversation uh my quarter horse was terrible Saturday night in Oklahoma City I mean I didn't didn't even get a thrill after two days of anticipation I know. Good morning to you and everybody out there in Minnesota Viking land. Uh, yeah, it's not uh, so good when your horse doesn't run. <laughs> well, no. And you're all excited. I mean, you, we, per our conversation over the weekend, you know, when I vetted out this 03 guarantee story, and I basically read it to you like Hans Christian Andersen to make sure I didn't make a mistake, you know, then you, you could tell how excited I was for this horse and, like with a quarter horse race, ma'am, I mean, they last 16 seconds. So, I mean, if you're messed up early in the race and then there only are like 13 seconds to catch up, that's really difficult. Yeah, you're not. Uh, those races happen so fast. That's why I'm not a big fan of those those races. If, if you blink, uh, you miss the race. And if you got to go pee-pee, you miss the race, too. <laughs> um, how, um, how are things up there? How um, How is quarantine life, Mr. Tice? Well, we've been doing it for quite a while. Our governor Inslee, Inslee, Inslee excuse me, uh, put us in quarantine uh, way back. It seems like almost three weeks ago, but I think it's actually two weeks. 
so we've shut down pretty good here. In the county that I live in with Diane, my wife, in Mason County, I think there are 15 cases only. Uh, we do live uh, about an hour or so south of uh, the Seattle airport, so we're kind of out here in no man's land. So it's it's been crazy, though. You know, this is where uh, we had the, a lot of deaths early because of the virus at the senior center up in Kirkland. Kirkland uh, used to be the home of the Seattle Seahawks. Now, of course, they've moved to Renton, Washington. And so it's been uh, it's been trying times for not just us here in the state of Washington, but everybody across the country. I did see this morning before I left the house and came out to the studio, Suffolk County, Long Island, New York, where I was born and raised, where Diane was born and raised, where I have my two moms, sisters, elderly sisters, cousins. Uh, that is now the epicenter of oh. the uh, of the virus. So I'm a little bit little bit concerned there, uh, PA. Yeah, I mean, from an epicenter of anything situation, but specifically this pandemic, you know. And you mentioned, you know, the ages of some people and stuff like that. There, there's honestly, what can you do? I mean, you you just go absolute one hundred percent conservative, and and you have to lock yourself up in a room or rooms and just not become not become vulnerable at all, right? Yes, and, and you have to. You have to listen. Uh, we're, we hear they're saying in Washington State we've flattened out or they think we've flattened out. It's really hard uh, to say you've flattened out one day after the, the, the curve changes. It has to be, from what I see, and I'm a you know football former football player and coach. I don't know anything about science and medicine, but... I do know that we need a few days in a row that flattening out for it to be uh, a, a fact, a fact that it is flattening out. And so, you know, New York had their most deaths yesterday, but they are showing some signs. And uh, I didn't like hearing this morning that the disease has moved out, the virus has moved out to Suffolk County, Long Island, where, my, like I said, my two mom's sisters are. Yeah. Uh, but you know what? We just uh, text people, stay in touch, and I think Zoom is... If you can buy Zoom stock, I think you should buy it. Well, I mean, God, first and foremost, God bless your family uh, at that epicenter and everybody involved, quite honestly, but specifically, given you shared that story publicly, uh, I want to share the blessings publicly because I think it's important. And, you know, from a, from a personal standpoint for you, Mike, are, when, when, when it comes to where you are, man, with quarantine, how, how's the eating? Are you keeping things in check? Well, <laughs> thanks a lot, buddy. Uh, well, Diane and I, Diane had a knee replaced last year, so um, we lost our walks there for a number of months, but we love to walk. We've been walking every other day. Uh, we fortunately have had not, knock on wood, PA, we haven't had any rain here in quite a while, so we've been out in the yard, uh, being able to be out in the yard and do some projects and move around. The only thing that I worry about is happy hour starts a little earlier now, now that we're locked down. And so uh, we're trying to stop happy hour earlier, but we certainly are starting it a little earlier. Mike, I know, um, you know, I know you like medium rare steak and red wine. I mean, uh, is that twice a week, once a week, none a week? Uh, the, the steak is probably once a month. The wine is probably... Yeah, four or five times a day. 
four or five times a week. <laughs> Holy cow! Hey, um, you know, with that, uh, with that project uh, at my show page, kfan.com, the Paul Allen show page that I shared with you this weekend, just to make sure all of my intel was accurate. You know, it it it's obviously, you know, I I, I meant what I wrote, man. Uh, age twelve or thirteen, I'm living in Private Hill Apartments, Oxon Hill, Maryland, adjacent to Washington D.C. Oxon Hill, and oh, I, and I used to go my 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 single mom because we didn't have cash to get to RFK to watch Billy Kilmer and Dyron Talbert and Ron McDowell or and Manny Sistrunk, so she would take me to Terrapins football games and. I, I watched you as a quarterback in the late 70s at Maryland. You remember those days? Yeah, that was a bad thing that you were watching. God, you, you, <laughs> I, I'm surprised you continued to be a football fan if you watched me playing quarterback in Maryland. Yeah, but I mean, it, it, it's, I mean, with all due respect, it was easy to understand how you came into the NFL as a tight end. <laughs> <laughs> Ain't that the truth? <laughs> uh, hey, uh, uh, tell me this: your odds and ends pod, odds and yeah. end, odds and ends pod, right. videos, predictions, and you know, back when things were less surreal, everything you were putting out that I would follow on Twitter and I would watch almost everyone. I found them very enjoyable. Let, let me ask you this: because you were, you know, a longtime coach in the NFL and a head coach in the NFL, you you were red hot picking NFL and NFL playoff games. What Was it weird for you handicapping and touting games? Well, you know, you, you mentioned it earlier. We talked about horse racing. I've, I've been an avid horse racing fan since I attended the University of Maryland. That's really where I started. You know, you had Pimlico there. You had Bowie. You had Laurel. And so that's really where I started following horse racing when I was at the University of Maryland. Not that I had any money to bet on the races, but I, I really enjoyed the pageantry of it. Um, you know, horse racing and picking horse racing is a lot tougher uh, than picking football games, in my opinion, uh, because what I try to do is rank the athletes and rank the lack of turnovers uh, rank the explosive gains that teams are making on offense. And then uh, I'm not a big uh, on the spread. I'm just trying to learn the spread stuff. Yeah. And, then, and then I'll say to myself, okay, what's going to be the score of this game? And then I'll look down and see what the spread is, and I'll say, oh, okay, I, I don't like that team. Right. Uh, I don't think they're going to win by that much. And so I'll, I'll eliminate a lot of games. The one thing, The one thing I learned in doing it is you, you don't, there were some weeks where I would pick uh, some teams that I have friends on, i.e. the Vikings or i.e. Uh, even the Raiders or even uh, the Seahawks and, and other teams, and I didn't really like them, but I couldn't in my heart pick against them. Right. And so, and so what I learned uh, as the season went on, PA, was to stay away from those games. And uh, one of the things I did is I had an audio podcast and a video podcast in the audio podcast, I tried to use that. We had coaches, we had players, we had head coach Mike Zimmer on, we had Russell Wilson on, we had uh, my uh, friend Nate Burleson on uh, from Good Morning Football. And what I did was, in the weeks I, I had a certain uh, athlete on or coach on from a particular team, I didn't touch that game on the YouTube podcast. I would not right. pick, pick that game. I just felt like that kept everything nice and clean. Uh, nobody got in any trouble. This country is going to sports wagering, however. It is not uh, a myth. It is a fact. And so it's reality. We are going to have a team in Las Vegas this year. So we got to get with it. And so 
I was fortunate to pick 13 games, going back to your comment, 13 games where I would pick three games a week, yeah. and I would pick my pick of the week, if you will. I was fortunate to hit 13 in a row. I had one push. I pushed Seattle versus Carolina. I got the spread up until the last minute before I taped the show. If the spread changed in the, in the favor of me or against me, I stuck with the spread that I put the show out with. So that's how I got my ranking. Uh, Gim- um, I, oh, I enjoyed it. I enjoyed it. Yeah, as did I, because, I mean, it's just it's so unique hearing somebody who knows so much about the intricate nature of, uh, say, the turnover differential and explosive plays and let's pay attention to those injuries. You know, all of the things that we know goes into handicapping, but you had a, you had a, a really unique way of breaking it down. And speaking of unique, you know, given the state, Mike, of the offseason for the NFL right now, yes, how, how trustworthy will these rookies be when the season actually starts? Well, I was thinking about this yesterday because I talked to uh, Jack Del Rio briefly. Uh, he was asking me if I owned a Peloton, and if I did, did I recommend the Peloton? I said, no, I have a Nautilus bike. Uh, it's covered. Uh, no, so, uh, no, it's not really covered, but it sounds good. Um, you know, they are hunkered down for at least another month, it sounds like, and uh, they being the NFL coaches, uh, it's going to be hard, in my opinion, I said to Diane yesterday, in my opinion, it's going to be extremely harder for the, it's going to be hard for everybody, but it's going to be extremely harder for the new staffs. So, you know, Kevin goes down to Cleveland. It's going to be harder for him to have early success when you are bringing in, uh, bringing in a new program, new coaches, new terminology, new ways to do things. And you might lose, from what I'm hearing, you might lose all the OTA days. You might lose all of that off-season. So training camp is going to become really, really important, especially for those teams that have new staffs. Uh, Mike Tice, former Minnesota Vikings coach, avid horse racing fan, quarantining in the state of Washington. Uh, if you want to learn more about that podcast and everything uh, that they do more extensively, like like uh, you know a lot of us when when times are normal, uh, via Twitter at odds and end ends pod, and it's odds the letter n ends pod. Mike Tice, nine to noon. Hey, uh, with free agency. And the Vikings making that move for nose tackle Michael Pierce. What um, what do you know about him? What do you think about overall the Vikings in free agency? Well, they I think that's a good move. You know, they signed uh, they they let go of a couple players, right? They let go of the guard line. Yep. They let go of Rhodes, who uh, notably I don't think had a good season last year and had a little tad of an attitude issue. Uh, they let go Linvel Joseph, who was getting a little bit long in the tooth, but still made some. You know, nice plays for the Vikes. Um, so those are three uh, big losses, I think. Uh, they're not going to sign back um, the, the big defensive end, Everson Griffin. Uh, you lose 74 and a half sacks there, so that's a big one. So those are the losses. So starting with the losses, but you add Michael Pierce, defensive tackle from Baltimore. What did you sign? Like a three-year deal, twenty-something million dollars. Six foot three forty. Yeah, granted, he only had half a sack. But this guy in 19 games, what stuck out to me, PA, is this guy had 19 solo tackles. Whoa. So this guy is active. And just to put that in, in retrospect, Linville Joseph had 18. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Jaleel Johnson had 14. 
uh, you know, uh, Shamar Stephan, who we had on the podcast this year, great kid from Long Island, speaking of New York, had six solo tackles. So this kid in 14 games had 19 solo tackles, 16 unassisted, uh, 16 assisted tackles. This kid's all over the place. So we picked up an active player inside to help out the, the great Andre Patterson, who, congratulations, I hear, got inducted to the High School Football Hall of Fame, Coaching Hall of Fame. So congratulations to Andre. Right on. Uh, and so uh, I think Andre got himself a nice toy right there. That's going to be fun to work with a, a young athlete like uh, Michael Pierce. Hey, Mike, you uh, you honestly, I meant what I said earlier, and it's not because we've been friends, you know, re- intimate friends since I started calling games in 02, and it was your first year as a head coach in 02, but you're, you're one of the most well-respected offensive line coaches in the history of the NFL. And, you know, the Vikings, with the way they run offense – I was wondering, do you like any rookie offensive lineman, given the way Kubiak runs that offense? Well, you're going to have a zone scheme. You're going to have a lot of play action. You're not going to have uh, a tremendous amount of dropbacks. Uh, you'll have some mixed in there. Uh, probably, <laughs> I'm going to guess, but I could be wrong. I'm not, you know, percentage-wise, I don't know what they're. Probably less dropbacks than you had last year and certainly than you had two years ago before right. they made they made the change. Agreed. There's a there's a there's about five or six or seven guys through the top uh you know two rounds that I like out there. So the kid that's intriguing to me for the Vikings uh, of course is is the kid from Iowa, uh Tristan Wirfs. Yeah. G- great athlete, had a great combine. More of a right tackle guard type. Uh you're not gonna want to draft uh, a guard type where the Vikings are drafting in the first round. Uh, they're down the line a little bit. Yeah. Check, check my notes here. 22 and 25. Yeah, 22 and 25. But, uh, you know, the the guy that, uh, I don't know that he'll last that long. In fact, I doubt he'll last that long. The kid from Louisville is athletic and, and uh, young and tall and 6'7", um, uh, the Beckton kid. Uh, he'd be a great fit, but uh, he'll be gone before yep. then, you know. And so you got to look at some of these, excuse me, some of these other guys that are going to be knocked down. So I got about six or seven guys in that first round range. Uh, the Wills kid from Alabama, some are saying he's the top guy. I don't have him as the top guy. Uh, Beckton Andrew uh, Thomas for the junior from Georgia is yep. a really nice prospect. The kid. Uh, that guy had an injury last year, but is a left tackle, Josh Jones. Uh, see, because I think the Vikings, in my opinion, have two right tackles on their roster. Uh, they have the O'Neill kid, and of course, speaking of Iowa, they got Riley yeah. Reef, who I graded coming out. I think he is a right side player, if not an inside player. We know he got drafted by Detroit. Correct me if I'm wrong. And uh, we, he played left tackle for the Vikes last year. He's, that's not his position. You know, that's not his position. And so the Vikings have to go out and find themselves a little better athlete, uh, a little better left tackle prospect. When you start getting down where the Vikes are picking, you're looking at the Josh Jones kid from Houston, in yep. my opinion. Uh, you might be looking at, yeah, you know, the Isaiah Wilson kid from Georgia. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, and then... Uh, the other kid, the Boise State kid, 
I think he was a teammate with Addison. I could be correct. Uh, Ezra Cleveland yeah. didn't uh, didn't uh, uh, Madison? Excuse me. I said Addison. Madison didn't Madison go to Boise State? And uh, correct me if I'm on the running back. Yes, sir. So they were teammates. I like him uh, and the kid from USC, the Austin the Austin Jackson kid. So there's some names out there if they're looking for a tackle with one of those picks, which would make sense. Uh, but I'm not telling those guys what to do. They know what they're doing. They've been doing it a long time. So there are some players out there that uh, are intriguing. A couple of the top guys certainly will be gone by 20 something. Uh, but we'll see. We'll see what happens. And uh, you know, I'm looking forward to it. I just saw a thing on the TV said they're going to go to a virtual draft yep. in the NFL. So that'll be exciting. And uh, you know, I was going to do an, a, a live stream podcast. Down in Las Vegas, outside the New York, New York, had just made the deal. Huh. Uh, uh, three days in a row, uh, hired a staff, hired a, a producer, and it would have been our first live stream. But uh, that obviously, that like many many other things, have gone to the wayside. So I'm going to kick out a draft show. I mentioned this to you on the phone the other day. I'm going to kick out a draft, a couple of draft shows, starting with the wide receivers and the and the offensive linemen, yeah. first round first rounder types, the ones we just talked about, mm-hmm. with my son Nate later in this week, either Thursday or Friday. So hopefully the fans can look forward to that on YouTube. So is that so? Best way to find that O D D S N E N D S pod odds and end pods on uh, pod on Twitter. Yeah, Twitter, Twitter. I'll always announce it on Twitter, but yep. on YouTube, it's the Mike Tice channel. Got where it. It's, it's a odds and ends with Mike Tice show. Uh, most of the shows are under ten minutes on the YouTube. Uh, the the Voice, if you will, the Voice podcast. The last one I did was horse racing a couple weeks ago. Seems like a couple weeks ago. Um, I'll pick that up again. Well, I actually was going to do a week of horse racing during the. Uh, Kentucky Derby, like I did for the Breeders' Cup. During the Breeders' Cup, I did an audio podcast on Apple and Google and Spotify yeah. and had maybe, I don't know, PA, maybe 12 to 15 guests on, and it was fun. There was a lot of fun to talk to those horse racers. I had I had bloodstock agents from Ireland. I mm. had trainers and jockeys, and, you know, that was, a, a, that was fun stuff. I have an interview that I pulled up that I was going to try to find the exact piece for you. Yeah. Speaking of tre- a free agency, my friend who I worked with, and he's another New Yorker, went to Syracuse, the great Rob Moore, the wide receiver for oh, yeah. the Jets in Arizona, at one point led the NFL in yards, yards, uh, receiving yards. He had Tajay Sharp, a wide receiver, last year, and he talked about him on my podcast. So what I want to do yeah. today, today is find that little part where Rob uh, lauds and says nice things about Sharp and send that to you so well, you can use that as a soundbite. Or or just text me Rob's number. I mean, Rob played with Corey Chavis. Corey and I are very close, you know, you, and, and you you coach Corey. So whatever you want to do, ma'am, I'm here for you, and, and I look forward to our next conversation, buddy, because old school is best school, and uh, you be safe. And, and your family members in that part of New York, man, God bless you on that again, and everybody be safe, okay? Thanks, brother. And don't remember, and don't forget this. I moved Corey Chavis to safety, and he made the Pro Bowl. So, <laughs> right? Yeah. yeah, he was. He he came in in '98 as a corner from Vanderbilt, yeah. bookending Aeneas Williams, and then you get him to Minnesota. You move him to safety, and then he and Brian Russell were like the old school Earl Thomas and Cam Chancellor. He was not happy when I did it, but when he made the Pro Bowl, he was happy. <laughs> <laughs> All right, bud. See you later.
Uh, Mike Tice, uh, former Vikings coach with the Covenant Ketchup, FM 100.3, KFAN. Some sh- As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. When I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply.